from the fabulous and famous Fitzpatrick's Castle Hotel in Dublin, Ireland. You're listening to the award-winning What's the Story podcast. Now, here's your hosts, Danny Murray and Graham Merrow Merrigan. We agree with August Cade Mielefage, Corlesha's Doc, Karayan Scale podcast, Claire Speciulte. Uh, I think that's uh, how you say the intro to this podcast. <laughs> and what did you say in, in English? Uh, in English, that means uh, hello and welcome along to What's the Story podcast. And this is a St. Patrick's Day special. I'd love to speak Irish. Uh, yeah, we can talk about all this in a minute, but first of all, <laughs> b- better introduce ourselves. Yeah, my name is Danny Murray. As always, Graham Meadow American joins me. Meadow, how are you? Excellent, brilliant. We're brought to you in association with Fitzpatrick's Castle Hotel, the award-winning Fitzpatrick's Castle Hotel, my dear. Um, so, look, if you're looking for something to eat, if you're looking for a place to go for a point, if you're looking for somewhere to stay, treat your partner and whatnot over the upcoming bank holiday weekends, check out fitzpatrickscastle.com and uh, pop along to the Dungeon Bar and Grill. Delish food in there, man. The chicken supreme. <laughs> it, had I been at home, I'd have licked the plate clean. That's how good we're talking. Do they do any desserts? They do great desserts. I got a... What did I have? I had an eating mess. Oh, I had the eating mess here before, actually. Now that you mention oh, it. What the f- flip is an eating mess? Oh, you never had an eating mess? Oh, it's more An eat mess? Eating mess. E-T-O-N. Yeah, like, like the posh school in Like the posh England. school oh. in England, yeah. It's a meringue with cream and ice cream and berries and syrup. Just mixed together. I'm going to go up and have them when we finish here. Oh, my yeah, Lord. They're unbelievable. Yeah. I had it in the Terrible. restaurant. I didn't have it in the dungeon. Yeah, I had it in the dungeon and... Um, I was, I was a happy camper afterwards. Uh, our guest this week. Special guest host. Special guest host. This is one that me and Graham have been talking about for weeks. Uh, go, going back as far as 2015, we decided upon this. Uh, we broke the news to him. He was excited by it. In turn, we got even more excited about it. I got five texts a day. The, uh, the people of Ireland spoke. Back, uh, back at Christmas, we gave a phone call. To a man that goes by the name of Gary Mackle. And uh, the people of Ireland spoke and said we'll have to get him back on. So that was just a brief phone call. But tonight we have him for the entire chapter. Gary, it's great to see you. It's, it's great to see you. Kabosh to August Fwinyog. <laughs> <laughs> Happy St. Patrick's Day. It's amazing. I'm loving this. <laughs> Which one's Kabosh to? Which one's <laughs> Kabosh is rain, isn't it? Kabosh is cabbage. Kabosh is cabbage. Oh, kabosh, dude. Yeah. And Finn Yoga's window. Are you thinking of egg kabosh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I thought you meant. August Prati. August Prati, yeah. yeah. Very good. There you go. Skaloga Prati. What was ice cream again? Foundation Ute level Irish. Ute, Ute Roja. Ute Roja. Yeah. Roja. Who was your foundation level teacher? <coughs> Miss Nick Rory, was it? Oh, I remember who yeah. the Shells fan. Bit of a dirtboard, yeah. that one. Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, lads, this is the St. Patrick's Day special. Um, so what we're going to be doing is talking about basically everything to do with Ireland. Anything and everything from potatoes to the famine to the Irish language that we've just butchered to <laughs> anything that basically you can associate with shamrocks, leprechauns, having the crack, Guinness. having beer, Guinness farts. Maybe not even Guinness farts. Just stew. Oh, polished stew, man. Yeah. The N11. The N11 is most Irish road out there. I don't care what anybody says. The N11 is? Yeah, yeah it's a wonderful road. <laughs> Fantastic road. Especially the new stretch. Which stretch is this now? Right new to Arklow. I haven't had the pleasure yet. Knocks 10 minutes off my journey. Incre- that's 
you know what? That's up there with the Newlands Cross flyover. And that, that you, thing. Do you, you don't like cats, do you? No, I don't I'm like a dog cats. man. Yeah, well, Tom White, there's a brilliant amount of dead cats getting scrolled <laughs> over on that road. Do you ever bless uh, yourself as you drive past them? No. no. You wouldn't bless yourself passing a dead cat now. No. no. Or a dead fox. You wouldn't. No, a dead fox. a dog, I'd be balling. If it was a dog, I'd almost pull over and see if I had the power of the Lord in me and resurrect them. Yeah, imagine it was a Absolutely, golden retriever yeah. or something like that. Oh, Jesus, don't you make me cry. You have two dogs, don't you? I have two Shih Tzus, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Gizmo, Gizmo and Mimi. Brilliant. Yeah. Mimi's very rare. She's a very rare brown colour. All right. I'm trying to think if I've ever actually seen a brown Shih Tzu. <laughs> I don't believe I have. <laughs> I'm just going into the recall there. And See one after your Christmas dinner, all right, in the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah... yeah. Just to throw in quickly regarding Yen 11 and cats and dogs and all that. Yeah. I passed a dead dog on Yen 11 oh about God. two weeks ago. No I, way. I wasn't the better of it. Made Lord it rest took him. me about 25 minutes to, to get, get a grip. Yeah, it's, it, 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 Don't you dare laugh at something like that. To get a grip? I'd be devastated if I seen I would be dog. devastated as well. I'm right a man, everything. Yeah. What breed was it? It was a Labrador. Oh, good Jesus. Yeah. Very young looking as well. And nobody would like. No, you didn't stop. I rang. Now, here's the comforting thing, and here's maybe what's a nice thing about Ireland. I rang the council, and the council said, "Thanks very much. You actually got a phone call twenty minutes ago. We're on our way up to go and, to go and get it. You know, really? I think they burned them or whatever. They yeah. don't do one for the cats. No, why would no, you? No, sure. Why would you? You let you let the foxes and the birds peck at them. Yeah, yeah. circle of life. Exactly, circle. <laughs> of, a dog has dignity and deserves. I'm not a cat man at all. No, I'm no, not no. a cat man. My girlfriend has a cat. Little. Do you not have a cat? Do you, do you think Cleo Murray would allow a feline <laughs> into the house? No, she wouldn't. She would I know I've seen you that. with a cat before, though, on yeah. like your shoulder or something. Yeah, Cubes has a cat, and a little... It's not little at all. It's actually a beast of a thing. Like Those weights down the kitchen with Oleg. Monster of a yoke. What does Oleg say? Oleg? Uh, probably some... What's, what's he called? It? Uh, Sushka, I think is the Russian word, and I think that means slut. <laughs> to the cat? Yeah. Go away. I think so. It's and very is, funny. Is the cat a slut? Well, I've heard it meowing in a way that doesn't sound like a regular meow. Like, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? It sounds like a bit of a seductive meow. Like, yeah. he, she's looking for a tomcat around the area. You know what I'm saying? Jesus, what? Does Oleg yeah. like Paddy's Day? I'd say he does. Yeah, yeah, I've never had the discussion with him, Paul. Did I, did I do one for I think the Russians? Like, I think, like, the rest of us, they just enjoy the day off and. I'm not sure if the country of Russia <laughs> does anything in particular now. Um, be surprised. Well, if we had the Shamrock Shake and McDonald's. That's very, they, they may very well do, mm-hmm. yeah. It would make a better shake than a hammer and sickle. I got that last year for the first time in years, the Shamrock Shake. Yeah, well, it, it's not what it was years ago. No. It's basically a vanilla milkshake now with like a, a mint syrup thrown on top of it. Yeah. Years ago, it was a genuine mint, mint. milkshake. It's essentially what it is. The, the mint stuff they put in the McFlurry, they now put into the... The milkshake, and it's very disappointing. It's kind of like having a packet of polo and eating a, a golly bar at the same time. That's actually one of the most Actually, golly bars aren't on the market anymore, but you know what I mean. Anyway. Vanilla black, oh no, okay. racial. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's actually ridiculous. What do you mean racial? Well, there was a little um, c- coloured um, character on the cover. Right, do you remember yeah. the pale blue cover? Yeah. And you had like a red and white pinstripe suit on. Oh. And obviously it was called the Golly Barn in certain parts of the world. That's right, yeah. That's is that a true story? Yeah, country. word of honour. Yeah. No, actually when he's saying that, it is ringing a bell. I think uh, Golly Wogs, I think, were the, exactly. the, the discriminatory term yeah. that wow. is. Yeah. Learn something new every day. Yes, yes, indeed. Thanks for that, Gary. Um, You're very welcome. <laughs> Love desserts, lads. Love them, yeah. What's your favourite dessert, Gary? Well, 
It's not a dessert, but what I love after a good meal is a bowl of cornflakes. What? Because it's you know the way you know the way you know the way if you have something savoury, you want something sweet. Okay. So I, I like to build it up. So I'd have a bowl of cornflakes, right? <laughs> and then I'll have something ice creamy. And then I usually <laughs> then I usually have um, peanuts after that what? to bring back what? in the savoury. Like that is bizarre, man. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. Guys, after yeah. dinner, you have a bowl of cornflakes. Bowl of cornflakes. A lot of people do that. They <laughs> 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 do. <laughs> Okay, Honest I'm, to God, yeah. I'm gonna try that now at the weekend. I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have a, <laughs> I'm gonna have a steak dinner, and then I'm gonna try a bowl of cornflakes. Do yeah. And would you usually have say something sweet then? Um, like, like cut like, out the cornflakes. Would you? Yeah. Have what to? do I have? Yeah. Cut <laughs> out the cornflakes <laughs> after the steak. If if I was feeling inclined, I'd maybe have a bit of honeycomb ice cream. For example. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, yeah. Try the cornflakes first. Milk and sugar now. No, no sugar. No sugar. Just no, the milk. Just okay. the milk. Yeah. Because right. you're gonna have your. Bit of sugar in your honeycomb ice cream. Ah, okay, all right. And then if you've my kind of palate, you're gonna have something a bit more salty after that. Yeah, that's so where that's where the peanuts come in. You wouldn't yeah. do that every night. Ah, God, no, twice a week, say. <laughs> she couldn't be doing it every night. Jesus, lose the run How did that come about? Like, how would you say to yourself, <laughs> "I'm gonna have cornflakes after the dinner"? I believe. Um, it was one Halloween, and you know, do you have a kale? You know, kale. Yeah. Oh, listen, you, do you know what kale Brilliant products with a mashed potato, lads. And a bit of onion. Oh, good lord! And a few sausages. Oh, here, listen. You're speaking of the hick sausages at that. Oh, unreal! Now Dave went down here. Actually, they have. God bless Mrs. Hick. It's not her fault. Uh, uh, the dinner was put in front of me, and I got a fork full, put it into my mouth, but it was piping hot. Mm. Burned the mouth off me. So my mum said, "Here, have a bowl of cornflakes." Now she could have just gave me a glass of fucking milk. You know what I mean? <laughs> but she said, "Here, get the cornflakes in. That'll cool their mouth down." But sure, the cornflakes were cutting into the sour, you know what I mean? I was going to say, surely, because yeah. cornflakes are an aggressive shape yeah, at times. Yeah, you know? like there's a bit of bite in them, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I talked about it before on the podcast, but you know what cornflakes were invented for? Oh, oh to, you did? To stop, uh, yes. to stop wanting to have urges of um, a nature, that, to stop you wanting to, to fiddle with yourself. Yes. That's what cornflakes That's what this podcast taught us many chapters ago. Yeah. <laughs> True story, man. Old uh, John Kellogg, he he didn't believe in. He didn't have kids ranting like that's how anti uh, promiscuous he was. He didn't believe in that kind of carry on at all. I'd say his wife was the lighter of life. Imagine. What's your favorite cereal? What's my favorite cereal? Yeah, I do like cornflakes now, but I'd probably. I think I don't. I wouldn't eat cereal often. I'd be more of a porridge man. But I've had to pick a cereal now. Cornflakes are weird. Because would be the two that are always in my house. Mm. I used to, yeah, I used to love Cheerios and sugar puffs. No. As a younger fella, you see. Yeah, yeah, but I'd I'd settle for cornflakes now. But when there's mm. Cheerios in the press, it's you know it's a special day. See, cornflakes. My, my my one thing is I don't like cereal getting soggy. No, either do I. It has to remain. It has to, be, it has uh, to have medium, that crunch. Medium. You have to eat it quick. You have to eat it quick. What do you think of the cereal cafe coming to Dublin? Well, we've had that before. Share the students. Yeah. <laughs> That's all that is. It is. <laughs> Have we had cereal cafes before? Yes, on Dawson Street we had one. Did about we? five years ago? Yeah, six euro forty for a bowl of cereal. No, Would you stop yeah. the lights? Did you, so you ever see that them Lucky Charms? Because apparently they're imported, and you pay eleven euros for a box of them, and they're in every movie and under the sun. Eleven euro for a box of bleed. Yes, you probably only get two fillet steaks in little. Yeah, you probably only get eight bowls out as well. Tell you. Full of sugar. Not good for you. Not at all, no. You no. have to remember, the older you get, the more boring your palate gets. Is that true? Yeah. Jesus. That's why we're, 
we were talking about you I mean you mentioned a couple of cereals there well, I would have been mad for sugar puffs years ago yeah but I'm back to cornflakes yeah I just thought I was getting matured and taken out of me dad no your palate's gone more that, boring that's probably what yeah. it is in fairness me dad I tell you, you can't keep him away from the cornflakes there has to be a minimum two box of cornflakes in the house at all times Loose cornflakes he does the 750 grams because if he boys the kilo box he's afraid that they'll get stale well he's spot on tell you I mean, I'm the exact same he has a system and you cannot cannot interfere with that system when it comes to cornflakes do you mind the Lidl's and the Aldi's knockoff cereals I tried them and I've tried Tesco's I've tried Super Values but you're not going to be the, the original, original. Kellogg's yeah. cornflake yeah, I, don't, I, don't I, I do think I do think there's a place in modern Ireland for those discount type stores and for They're just not for cereal no, like for I mentioned the the fillet steaks are getting little now. I have to say, Duns do a great fillet steak as well. Mm. But those little fillet steaks, lads, unbelievable. Are they pre-packed? They are pre-packed. Now I I'm all for going to the butcher to get them fresh and all that. But just you know yourself if you're booting around. You yeah, go, you, know you don't want to have to stop at the butchers. Yeah. They they value for money, lads. My um, we've got two students down the gaff. What's their names? Jeez, I haven't even met them. I'd never meet them. My ma gets them on a Monday, tells us a Sunday night, they're gone Thursday and we have new more new students on the Saturday the next Saturday. That's amazing. They come and go like. But uh you know that the students were on their way because the house is just full of food from the littles. Are they mature students? Um they're French, two French students. I don't know if they're mature. Because it's a strange time of year to be having students. Yeah. Get them all year round. They come three, four days at a time. That's mad. Yeah. yeah. They're not like you know, Maybe the cook for them and everything. Yeah. You lunch and the and cook and the dinner. So bed, bed and board, as they say, is it? Yeah. Back in the day, Spanish students during the summer. That's a real. That was a real Irish summer, wasn't it? When the Lawrence Spanish was oh, was When the Spanish students arrived. Oh, oh, stop! Yeah, yeah. yeah. They used to go down to George Manley then. That's right. Yeah. yeah. They'd be hanging or, around Tesco's car park. I remember yeah. we had the field uh, at Willow Vale. Yeah, we had one student. Uh, Inaki was his name, and he discovered chicken balls. Good lord, he couldn't keep him away from the chicken balls. Really? He'd, he'd come home with two bags of chicken balls each night, Jeez. up into his room, and between the smell of, I, I can only describe as cheap, brute like aftershave and chicken balls in the house, she didn't know what to be doing with herself. Ridiculous. We never had students, but um, one year when when we had all moved out, my parents decided we'll give a couple of students a go, you know, because they had yeah. the room. So one lad came from Portugal. He got homesick after a couple of days and in an effort to go home early, he started shitting in the bed. Sorry, what? Yeah, on purpose. He shat the bed. Oh, God, jeez. Creating drama around the house. And then the other lad was a Spanish fella and he wasn't reversing the, the phone calls. You know that you're meant to reverse the phone calls? Oh, so he was just... In your mouth yeah, so I think it would have been... would have been Telecom Aaron at the time kind yeah. of rang and said, listen, there's a bit of strange activity on your phone bill, you know? That's so madness, isn't it? The folks weren't too happy. Never, yeah. They never went down that route again. We we had a mad student before that um, was born in incense in the room. He what? He was born in incense. I in thought the... you said he was born through incest. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a story, wouldn't it? He was born in incense in the room and uh, uh, the, the carpet went up because it, dro- it dropped or something. Like. No he was, way. He's in the shower. So he set fire to your gaff, essentially. There was a, f- a bit of a, a bit of, uh, just a bit of a kind of born on the carpet but the same student got sick one night he used to he used to, used to eat the dinner my ma cooked from and he'd go over to Tesco and come back with uh, bags full of goodies and one night he got sick and 
he got sick in the toilet and to clean it up he was using the Tells. the towel oh, no, and was that's then just wrong. but then tried to flush the towel down the toilet would you stop the light yeah you surely just try and throw it out oh, man, I was sick of him that's, that's awful carry on mm, that, that was the only bad one we had we had good say, success because we might get them all the time gonna say there are good as well as bad now we have to be well I'd, I'd get up on a monday morning in the height of it and uh there be two strangers sitting on me uh dinner table eating their breakfast and then the next three four days later i'll get up at the same time and it's two different people brilliant like, what the hell four what different what does that now there'd be enough money going through that house and getting even without having to get students in <laughs> so whenever <laughs> we think he's gonna decline comment there yeah, look, the client of the comment. Um, but lads, look, St. Patrick's. How was our housekeeping? More or less. That was, that how, was, was how was your housekeeping? Did you enjoy your housekeeping yeah. experience? I would have rather if Danny had, had said, this is a little something I like to call housekeeping. housekeeping. That's true, yeah. See, we've we've lost one of ourselves. That's how giddy we are that, yeah. that you're here, Gary, you know. Um, it is what it is. So, Paddy's Day. But uh, Paddy's Day is essentially. Rafael Podrick. Rafael Podrick, yeah. Um, I don't know, what, what what do you think of Paddy's Day, Graham? I love Paddy's Day, yeah. I, love, I think it's got better as well over the years with social media. I think it's got better over the years again with social media because you see um, expats that have left the country and some maybe are friends or whatever and they're celebrating it and they're bringing it to Australia. Not that it was already there, but you just see them on social media celebrating and all. Mm. Love all that sense of sense of pride, but I, I was sure when I was living in Brisbane as well in Australia. I mean, the Did you pri- live in Australia? Yeah, you pr- never talked about that before. The pr- the, I lived there, yeah, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. <laughs> okay, very um, good. The uh, the parade in Brisbane city centre was bigger than the one in Dublin. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the feck is going on yeah. here? What do you think of a car? It's something I've I've gone off over the years, not purposely. It's just mm. because I would have associated it with you know going out on the beer and. Getting tanked Me- up and all that. It's slightly different now because of nippers and all that. You're bringing yeah. them to the parade, but I think it's brilliant that it's celebrated internationally. Obviously, yeah. You know, you see a country like Brazil having a parade. It it is mad when you look at the global scale of the greenery, you know, mm. like buildings around the world just turning green just because we've decided we want a day off work, more or less. You know what I mean? Like, it's incredible, mm. but. It's not just because we want a day off work, though. Ah, come on now. That's being quite cynical. We come don't all get a day off work. Exactly. Well, I do. And I love it. Well, in my new job, I had to book it off. This is genuinely. Yeah. Hate that. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I yeah. don't think it's as, as cynical well, as you it's describe It's a national it. holiday, though. If you didn't book it off, surely you'd get a day in lieu. No, would that not? I think the national holidays work differently in my job. You can work them. <clears throat> you can, it's like... If you're helping the English market, you, actually, that's, that's boring. Yeah, it's not that important. It's not that important. I suppose the thing is that we're trying to highlight is that nowhere else in the world, or no other sort of national holiday around the world, is celebrated globally like Patrick's Day. How do you, how do you think it happens that um, something like Christ Redeemer is uh, in Brazil is goes green? Like, how was that decided? And how did how did how does Brazil say? Power, yeah, it's the power of Saint Patrick. Yeah, yeah. it's Saint Pat. I mean, the man single handedly went around with a cane. Yeah, and threw every snake in the country into a big bag. Banished the snakes and born the bag. Yeah, it's true. True story. So, so why would Brazil? 
want to jump on that because they wanted their own version of St. Patrick yeah Brazil's full and of snakes and any other country Switzerland yeah full, full, <laughs> full of snakes the Alps riddled with snakes but I think it's to do with Irishness isn't it because yeah. I think the world sees us as, an, as nice people as a nice nation definitely yeah. you know what I mean yeah they obviously don't watch 6-1 a whole lot then they wouldn't want it it um, it definitely I think that is but is it governments is it our government approach and the country government saying here what's the story any chance you can do that and we'll do this for you so when you think about it like Boston had a St. Patrick's Day parade back in 70 and 71 then New York followed in 70 and 73 and they've been going every year since then Chicago dies its river green I was going to say they pumped lots and lots and tons and tons of that green food oil in to make the river flow green buildings around the world go green, green you know I, I, look I'm not saying governments don't play a part in that but I think the fact that we've always had such a big diaspora and a big portion of expats and people who have gone abroad that clearly because people have gone on to have roles of influence you know what I mean like the yeah. first St. Patrick's Day in Sydney was at the hands of the mayor of New South Wales who uh, was Second generation Irish, I think. So, you know, when you have things like that, that was the first time Paddy's Day was said. I think that was like 18 something as well. And I'm not sure I'll have to brush up my history with that. But that sort of stuff play a huge part in it. Like, it wouldn't just be governments. It would yeah, be the fact the that the community, the Irish community in that area. Exactly. Spread all over the world, eh? yeah. yeah. Exactly. So they're making yeah. them feel comfortable, like, almost. It's, to an example, I think Irish people have this amazing, bit. like, if you look, for a small little country, we punch above our weight in everything, like, so you look at kind of things that happen, and n- not far away from the pinnacle of it, there's a paddy somewhere. Like mm-hmm. we've this amazing ability to kind of get in somewhere because people go, ah, "He's Irish, leave him alone. He's grand." Like because we have this kind of, "Oh yeah," do you know what I mean? And we just get on with it, and that kind of endears itself to people. I'd imagine in a way. So then, when it comes to things, they, they slowly rise up ladders, and then they're in a position that has a little bit of power and authority where they can kind of push the green button a little bit more. You know, and I think that's happened through generations and generations and then that's why somewhere like brazil that i'm not saying this to be disrespectful to brazilians but i, I would imagine a large proportion of brazilians would struggle to find us on a map but you can be sure as shit they know what saint patrick's day is and yeah. they know what a point of guinness is and they know what you too sounds like know what i mean very true they're 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 big catholics and they're over there as well aren't they in brazil uh probably i wouldn't be up on world religions but i'd imagine yeah, that i think brazil be. and argentina are, are the biggest much of the population in brazil Ca- as well it's found a few few catholics thrown yeah, in yeah. <laughs> absolutely yeah thrown in for the mix like would you would you think it's it's government sort of things that happen? no no i was just wondering how like i think it's fascinating that you wake up every Paddy's Day and someone is sharing stuff on Twitter or Facebook of, you know, a, a, a landmark around the world. Yeah. Like the pyramids turn green. Uh, the nice. Eiffel Tower turns green. Yeah. Chrysler Damer turns green. Empire State. So I just think it's, it's, it's I get a nice feeling inside. I, I didn't know it dated back as far as what Danny was talking about. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I would have thought there was a connection there with it's a chance for countries to go on the piss for the day. Genuinely. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know I, I mean? I'd say there is, I think th- there's an amazing statistic, like 5.5 million points of Guinness are drunk on an average day around the world, but on Patrick's Day, up to 15 million points of Guinness are consumed around the world. That is million. amazing. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. Unbelievable. You no know? wonder they have a production plant in Nigeria now <laughs> and Uruguay. <laughs> huh? Uruguay as well? Yeah. That's it, yeah. 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 The home of the black stuff is expanding rapid. I love it. I always started off with a point of Guinness. 
I am. And it has to like it has to be a nice cold temperature. I was going to say. Well, it should if, be, or you shouldn't be buying it. Yeah, if if you get a good point again, it's going to be great. But if you get a bad point again, it's mm. um. Queen's a bad curry. A, te- a bad curry will run through you like a point. Yeah, definitely. I had a great point again us in here recently, actually. When I say recently, I mean Christmas. <laughs> had a great three point months ago. Us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it was now it was top notch. I have to say it was it was a good one. Like do you know, the only one that's put in front of you, and you can almost tell that's going to be delish. That the head of that point is going to be there when I reach the bottom of that point. Like I'm one of those. Head. I'm yeah. one of those cabbages that. Uh, they were smiley face in the head. Yeah, but then you shouldn't be drinking Guinness. <laughs> you're, not, you're not mature enough. You're like them people who dip crisps into it and scoop it off. Yeah, I don't should. dip crisps into Guinness. Well, I'm just saying, them people exist and they need to be looked at. All right, do you know what's blasphemy? Somebody who's drinking Guinness, there's a small bit left in their pint and they get another pint and they pour that nah, small that's, bit that's, in oh, it. Yeah. It shouldn't happen. Disgrace will carry on. I, I've never even seen anyone do that. Well, I have and it doesn't go down well. Yeah. Does it not? No, word of honour. Yeah. It's not good. I had to avert my eyes once. Fiddle probably does it. He does a lot of things. <laughs> want to into we can't be casting aspersions about people in this podcast. We have a <laughs> reputation to uphold. Especially him. <laughs> um, well, you will have a lawsuit. <laughs> we will have a lawsuit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, right. So the whole global phenomenon then, and the whole people around the world wishing they were Irish and that. Do you know, actually, do you know what's mad, right? The parades thing. Mm. Hazard a guess at where you think the shortest St. Patrick's Day parade is in the world. Shortest? Shortest. In, Dublin. In length. <laughs> yeah, it's somewhere in Ireland. Okay. Do you want to hazard Step a guess? Step aside. Step aside. <laughs> Step aside <laughs> have a parade every year. I'll, 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 I'm going to say Arklow just through experience. Arklow. All right, not bad. Well, up until 2002, it was somewhere down in Kerry and the parade literally ran between two pubs and it was a distance of about 110 feet. Jesus. <laughs> From one pub to Kerry. the other. A country, or sorry, a, 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 a little town in America, in Arkansas, got wind of this and decided we're going to go on better than you. We're going to do it across a bridge that's 80 feet long, and that's going to be our parade. So every year... In Arkansas? Acro- Arkansas, across a bridge, there's an 84 St. Patrick's Day parade. And that is the shortest parade in the world. Jesus, Webbs. There you go. That's mad, isn't it? Only in yeah, Kerry, that is huh? mad. The Kerry lads, though, between two pubs, they knew what they were at, didn't yeah. they? Of course they did. That's the two, the two that, pub owners. I'm telling you, see, this is the thing, right? This is, this is the thing in Ireland when there's a bit of drink flown, a conga line is only two songs and a bit of, <laughs> and a bit of glitter away from becoming a parade. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm mad for it, like. Um, but yeah, so there you go. That, that's that's me, Paddy's Day Factory, the, the shortest Patrick's Day parade. That's a good fact. It's not bad, is it? Yeah, not it's bad. very good. It would be worth... Like, if you had time, which nobody would, going around all different parts of Ireland, checking out different parades, because yeah. some of the carry on. I was part of the Monastery Revan Patrick's Day Parade about three years ago. Monastery Revan? Monastery Revan. Uh, completely by accident. Um, <laughs> Monastery Revan. Um, look, if, if you're not from Ireland or you don't know, or you're from Ireland, you don't know where Monastery Revan is. And to be honest, I didn't know where it was before I had to drive through it on a almost daily basis. Um, see, it's... I don't, I don't expect people to know where it is, actually, because it's hard to find nowhere in the Yellow Pages. You know what I mean? This town is brutal. It's Tipperary, is it? It's not. It's in uh, sort of the border of Kildare Leash. And uh, it's literally one main street with a pedestrian crossing and about 17 pubs. And uh, there's a super value somewhere in the town. <laughs> I'm not sure where exactly, but I see a sign for it all the time. It's there somewhere. But anyway, yeah, Monster Evan one year, I was driving down uh, to my girlfriend's house in Leash. I suddenly noticed I was part of a parade and people were 
throwing streamers and there was Irish songs blaring. You in your car? I was in White Lightning, even better again. Your van? I was in the van. Did you give a wave? <laughs> the window went down and I was giving it. <laughs> giving, wasn't even giving it. And it was the twisty hand wave, you know, like the queen. queen. Yeah, so uh, it was great. And then... Uh, the, it was mad like it was a load of tractors Irish dancers on a kind of trailer dancing being pulled by a tractor and I was behind them in fairness to the girl I was, they were giving it loads I'm sure it was a great day for the parish as soon as the tractor turned off we whacked up a bit of ACDC on the radio put me foot down beeped the horn and it was gone I was like your parade's brutal <laughs> absolutely gone but to the people of Monastry Evan you just don't give up on that dream lads that parade will get there keep so, it that's it yeah that's uh, I, I've I've don't I think uh, as an adult I don't think I've gone to a parade, but I'm expecting the call to be uh, the grand marshal at some point for the for the Dublin. I'm sure it's on the, the way for the Dublin Kerry. parade. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> the Arkansas parade is your name written all over it, mate. The uh, we, we I live in Arco, which is now obviously, and our first Patrick's Day down there, I'll never forget it. Yeah, we walked onto the main street, and the first person I seen was a man, probably mid fifties. And he had a 99 in one hand and a pint in the other. Oh, that's the dream. He was wearing dungarees. Yes. Timberland boots. Right? Not, not underneath the dungarees. I hate that. Giving it socks on the street. But if that man doesn't know how many cultures he was bordering there. He was, he was, he's a visionary. Now, this was before selfies, but I would have got a selfie with him. Ah, oh, 100%. But it was just an advertisement for different companies in our club. You know what I mean? Like different carriages and takeaways yeah yeah now there it was, was a one bi- chinese, business parade yeah there was one chinese throwing prawn crackers and everything oh there was not so that was good yeah you know right? i thought that was good where do you stand on the prawn crackers debate lads loved them do you, do you? Well, are you for them or against them I, yeah i wouldn't always get them but it depends on me if i'm hung over i'll probably get them no i can't i can't i, I think it's the texture and not the noise the noise does it for me well it comes down to the standard Okay. You know what I mean? A prawn cracker? Yeah. Ah, you know gotcha. all the same? No, no, no. No, no. I didn't realise. Did you ever see a prawn cracker being cooked? Yeah, oh, disgusting. Oh, my God. My, uh, disgusting. It's unbelievable. Girl. It's disgusting. It's like two girls, one cup. <laughs> except it's white. <laughs> it's just thrown into oil and then it fizzes up into this cracker. It's remarkable. But you can tell it, uh, like a, a good prawn cracker is a brilliant white colour. Right. Bad prawn cracker. Slightly beigey in the centre. Oh, that's an awful, yeah. And doesn't have the aerated look at the top. It's right. quite solid looking. Which would be like they've been sitting there for a while. And then yeah. they're heated up before they're sent out. Yeah, that's that's rotten. Look, if a Chinese ever gives you a free bag of prawn crackers before you've spent 20 euro, they're not going to be nice. No, that's... I'll yeah. be a fair believer. I am... Um, there's a lovely Chinese. be slightly up market now in the Balls Bridge area of mm. Dublin. Uh, I, won't, I won't name them. Do you go ahead? Um, Kites. It is. <laughs> And, uh, do you go after Leinster matches? Uh, I do sometimes. Yeah, um, to go in. No, I, 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 <laughs> I go to Leinster matches by myself. Okay, sorry. How dare you? <laughs> Leave the guys out of this. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I went in there had a, had a lovely meal and like that to give you a few uh, prawn crackers on the side and I wasn't eating them at all. So your mum was taking away my plate. And obviously noticed that I'd be bigger than the average clientele and was shocked that there was food left there and I was like, "You want to take these away, do you?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> and he just kind of looked at me and then looked back at them and looked at me and like slowly pushed the plate towards me <laughs> as if to say like come on why, why aren't you eating me prawn crackers like and I was just like 
What are they I made from? I know, I've seen them being made, but like it's like it's like they put a gel or something into a frying it's pan. Like, did you ever see a sausage being made? Yeah. It's lamb gut and then the meat mm. gets pounced into it. It's like gut. It's, it's like a lump of skin and it's thrown into the oil and it then it fizzes up. Yeah. yeah. It's unbelievable. Well, like, what it is, I don't know. So it's, it's not nutrients around. Jesus, there's no, no nutrients in pork. If, if we had the the, the late great Lindsay Doyle, made Lord rest her. If we had Lindsay here <laughs> to tell us, I don't us. think Lindsay know what a prawn cracker is. I was going to say she she wouldn't she wouldn't be able to pick one out of a lineup, but I can guarantee she'd be able to quote the nutrient facts of it. Yeah, probably zero. Actually, sorry, most on on the note of Lindsay, I must say congratulations. She uh, we f- we forgot to say it last week when Tony was on the show, but uh, she won our fight, which she abandoned us to take part in, which is fine. We're all right with that, you know what I mean. But uh, now, in all seriousness, congratulations, Lindsay Doyle, on uh, your MMA victory. Two, two weeks ago, was it? Three? Would have been two, three, three and a half weeks ago. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's, it was a while Fair ago. Play, oh, this is because we can't, because this is, this is Patrick's day today. Yeah, and okay. Lindsay's fight was back in February. Oh, very good, yeah. yeah. Well yeah. done, Lindsay, on a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Peeling back the curtain every week just to give people a peek into the way the production works, yeah. Um. Yeah, hang on, right, okay, this is, I love these kind of, these specials, because we, we get to dive under the surface, we don't just skim along the top anymore, so, what, what lads, are your favourite things about Ireland? Gary, do you want to go for us as the guest? Yeah, well, <clears throat> I think, and this isn't trying to sound patronising or funny or anything like that, but... Every city in the world has... I love the boat. That's, that's, a, that's a signal something coming <laughs> at it. Yeah. Every city in the world... We've, we've been to a lot of cities here, haven't we? Yeah, yeah right? I'd like to think I'm well-travelled. I don't well know travelled. if you know, but I've lived in Australia for a year. So did I, for two months. Um, I found it on a map once. I think we have the best drug addicts. And what I mean by that is... <laughs> if you've... Like in Amsterdam, say... Okay. There's... A, Obviously, a drug problem. <laughs> but those drug addicts will genuinely stab you and rob you just to get a tenner. Right. right. Same in, like, if you walk through Paris at night time, there's drug addicts everywhere. Same in Rome. Every city has its Every problems. Every city has them, and yeah. God bless them and all that, and we wish them recovery. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, our drug addicts are complete entertainers. Like, I'm convinced that boardwalk on the Liffey was put there. For the lads, like, yeah, there are. I have to admit, I've encountered what can only be described as live action plays at times. Unbelievable. And, uh, I last year actually, uh, I had just come from, I just come home in Paris as it was, and I was coming straight from the airport to Dublin city centre for the Conor McGregor Jose Aldo press conference, and a bit of inner city traffic being caused by two spoon runners having a fight along the keys. Brilliant, and. Amer- and it's no word of a lie. There was a gang of American tourists who had stopped, and when the fight was over, applauded because they <laughs> thought it was some sort of flash mob type, impromptu live <laughs> art type thing. It was amazing. But you know what the beauty of that is, Dan? I guarantee you. <coughs> after the fight, they shook hands. Yeah. And went on the rob together. Look. A relationship between two junkies is the type of relationship, and I would say the only relationship that will survive both people shit in the bed. It is. No, I, th- I think you've given us food for thought there, yeah, like, Gary. Like, like, I think... Essentially, the undesirables of Dublin 
are the yeah. greatest undesirables of, of the world. The, like, all right. we have the best, I think the best drug addicts. They're very funny if you listen to them. You're finding the negative, or you're finding the positive and the negative rather here. Yeah, what look, I yeah. mentioned the boardwalk and the Liffey. Yeah. What have you got on the boardwalk? If you have a few benches, yeah. a few flower pots, yeah. a few little coffee stalls, yeah. a few Americans, a few different Europeans, and then you've got all the lads, right? And they're just there bartering and bouncing and deciding what's going to happen for the day. Chancing their arms, setting up an impromptu toll bridge, as Do it were. Do you know what I mean? In yeah. their tracksuits and all. and Their greatest Lacoste outfit. Yeah, like, they swap of. runners, God love them. <laughs> they sw- like, oh, give us an end of the end for tomorrow, will you? Because they're going to, you know, probably Court. sign on or whatever. <laughs> but I just think their heart is in the right place. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, I would rather be robbed by an Irish drug addict than, say, a French one. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. It's I have to admit it's not a train of thought I've ever gone through. But think about what it tonight made, in what bed. Ma- what made you think about that as something that you're proud of to be Irish? Because are you not proud of anything? No, no, I never said I was proud. Of oh, sorry, it's I said it's you are the was, best yeah. of a bad bunch. Okay, I just think like it's a huge phenomenon now on YouTube to Google drug addict Dublin and all the stuff that comes up. Like a man that's talking about the Premier League. Do you remember that him? That is fantastic. Like he's brilliant. St. Pat's. Yeah. The English yeah. Premier League, or the Irish Premier League. Yeah. yeah, like he went on, he he went on and done a course in the National College of Ireland on the benefits of um, exportation in the country <laughs> and all that. There's also one of... <laughs> and that's true, by the way. I'm not taking the piss there's, uh, there's also one of a fella who I think he just gets on buses uh, to stay warm and he sings to people. But they're all they're not cover versions. They're all his own songs, and I think the most popular one is called "Don't Take Me Drugs Away," and it's absolutely brilliant. Is that the rapper guy? Um, I don't Tom. Know, I don't know if he does raps as well now, but like this is a proper like song. It's like "Don't Take Me Drugs Away," and he, <laughs> he he's gone. It's brilliant. It's I absolutely think brilliant. That went viral, did it? It did go viral. Yeah, yeah I, think I did see it. Yeah, there was a guy yeah. on uh, on Grafton Street years ago. Yeah, Tom was his name. He actually appeared in Love Hate. Do you remember the lads were in the house in Love Hate? Oh yeah, yeah they yeah. were born again or something. But yeah. your man Tom was a rapper, yeah. and he used to they used to they used to call themselves um, Mike and the Machine, as in microphone. Yeah, and he, this guy was beatboxing. Your man Tom was rapping, and they oh, were fantastic. Oh, that went viral as well. Yeah, he was. But on he over did that with did he do that with the band Key West? He could have. Yeah, I think not a toot in his head now, but my days he could rap. Yeah. Yeah, I remember him in Love 8 and I remember seeing him on, on Gravity Street. I think it was Key West. Could yeah. be wrong though. Oh, was it um, Original Real Boys or something? He definitely done something with Original Real Boys. Yeah, 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 that was it. Very good. What else What else would you say is the best thing about Ireland, Gary? I genuinely think we have a brilliant um, education system. Okay. I think regardless of who you are, where you come from, you have a brilliant chance of getting a good education. Yeah. Doing something with yourself. Genuinely, I think it's, oh, a, it's it's really good. I'm a, I'm a product of that. I like to believe. You know what I mean? Like, look here's for someone who's leaving there to basically failed it. Went back repeated, and you're now a master's. I mean, he's made a good point there. Very good. Anybody can do it. Like, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Now it's not free. Any government that tells you free education, it is I, not free. I don't believe in free education. That might be controversial to some, but especially when it comes to tour level. Danny it. appeared on Live Line a couple of years back in the student stick when he was a student. I did. Very yeah. brave. Dan. Yeah. Yeah. Very um, brave. Gary Redmond was the uh, UCD SU president at the time. And uh, he was on Joe Duffy, obviously, cribbing about the student, the poor students. 
Was Why don't anything. you believe in free education? Um, I don't believe in the saying education is a right, not a privilege. I'm sorry, but up as far as secondary level, yeah, but when it comes to tertiary education, that is a choice. It's a choice, yeah. It is a choice. You make the decision at that point if you want to afford your education, get an apprenticeship, get a job, go travel, whatever the case may be, you make that decision as a 17, 18, 19 year old, whatever age you are, after you get your leaving cert results. But you could make the decision, but you mightn't be able to afford that decision. I don't believe that, if I'm being honest, because... But how much does it cost to sign up in UCD? Well, it, depending fees. on the car, so. It doesn't have to be UCD. It doesn't have to be, yeah. No, I, mean, UC, UC, I use UCD because he, he was in UCD. Yeah, but I mean, student fees now, I think, are maybe three grand a year. I'm, now, I'm not 100% sure because I don't keep up to date with these yeah. things. But for me, personally, if you want it bad enough, you'll find a way of getting it. So that means, and look, for all the problems with banks and financial institutions and that, when it comes to students... They throw it They in. will lob money at you hand over fist because any sign of you getting a degree in something in their heads, that's an educated workforce. If you have an education, you're more likely to have an income. If we get them now and they keep that with us, when they start getting that money from that educated income, that pays back to us. Tenfold. Exactly. Yeah. So, in my experience, anyway, like to give you an example, again, when I was in, um, fees weren't as much as they were. Granted, I, I admit that openly. Um, it still was somewhat of a free education with registration fees and all that kind of thing, but still I had to pay with them. Um, it's they call it free education, but there's registration fees. Yeah. And UCD was, was hilarious for it because there were fees back down in UCD for a student centre that was being built that wouldn't be finished by the time I was finished in UCD, yet I still had to pay for it. Do you know what I mean? So, like, but anyway, that's a completely different, um, completely different thing. But I opened my student bank account and as a student bank account, there's no fees, no nothing, all that kind of stuff. The first thing they say to you is, do you need a loan? No. Do you need an overdraft? No. Do you want a credit card? <laughs> there's all these things straight away. To f- they are thrown these at you. And I said, look, I don't really want an overdraft because I'll be too There's no fees, though. Mm-hmm. If you go into your this overdraft is right student, in the middle of Celtic Tiger, yeah, Ireland. Is, uh, it would have been, yeah. Holy Ireland. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, th- this and, would be um, like, uh, do you want a credit card? Yeah. Um, it gives a fifteen hundred max on it, and then yeah. you get the letter, and it's like it's actually five grand. Well, that's what I was gonna say because I I said to them, well, look, I don't want the overdraft because I may want a credit card down the line. We can give you both right now. Yeah. And I was like, no, what you're saying to me there is free money because in my little student brain, mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, buy all the chicken nuggets and chips in the world, like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, what was the relevance of that to free education? How do you mean? Are not relevance, but how do we get onto that tangent of Gary had said about the best no, education. credit cards and and getting your we're talking about all. like the kind of the I didn't mean Danny, relevance, Danny went down tangent. Danny went down the college route yeah. yeah some people might go the apprenticeship and then get a job route yeah say which I did so you just feel it's a choice I absolutely do believe it's a choice but you need it for certain jobs and if you want to aspire to be a certain uh, profession doctor yeah. nurse. Yeah. Like, should you not be given a hand? No. Why no. don't? But okay, Jesus, but because the because the state needs doctors, the state needs nurses. The state does need them, but at the same time, you need to learn from the outset that hand handouts don't exist. There's no such thing as a free lunch grant. It's very much a choice. The personal opinion, of course. I'm sure well, there are come, many people. Did, what was, we're completely going off topic anyway. No, 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 it's all bad. Well. What made you not go tour level? If I'm honest with you, 
I mean, I you'll you'll testify to this because Danny, you might remember me as well. I just didn't give a flying finola about school, right right up to the leaving cert, and only when I finished school, Gemma said to me, "What are you going to do with your life?" This is true, and I said, "I don't know." This was in the September after finishing, you know. And she says, "Well, just sort yourself out." Like. Yeah. So oh, I got the got the yellow pages out, rang a, a painting contractor, Shane Kill, to give me an apprenticeship. Yeah, my my very very similar like that in school. I was more about having to crack with mates, nothing else. Leaving cert, didn't give a flying about it. And um, the night before the English paper, I went out for points. English <laughs> paper won. So, like you know what I mean? I didn't care. Then I got me results, and I'll never forget Billy Redmond of Saint Lawrence College in Lockenstown. Before he even opened the envelope, he handed it to me, and he was like, "Don't make a decision now." But we'll talk about repeating in a couple of days. No, way. genuinely. So Jesus. I knew. So I knew there and then. I was yeah. like, right, I'm not gonna surprise myself here. This is kind of worst case scenario thing. And then I opened it and it failed two subjects. So I'd done pretty miserably all around. And it was uh, it was only when he because I'd never thought about having to repeat the leaving cert or anything like that. But it was only when he actually said those words to me that I was like, yeah, maybe I will do that. And sure, worst case scenario, I've bought myself a year where I can make a decision about what I actually want to do. So that's what I done. So that was a choice I made. Yeah. You know what I mean? I could have I could have went down the route of, you know, going to work in a supermarket or getting an apprenticeship or whatever the case may be. Like and I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with doing any of those. There's plenty of people who do them. There's people who've done it that are doing a lot better than I am in life. You know what I mean? It's all about choices. And you make you have the power to make them choices. Nobody forces you down a road, like I don't believe in that. Well, no, but I just think you need to there has to be some sort of uh if 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 we're struggling in a certain inf- structure of society, yeah. like if we're lacking in doctors, nurses, engineers, architects, whatever, if we're struggling in all those departments and we need them, <clears throat> I think it, it can help a student coming out of sixth year, leaving cert, encourage them to do that and to give them a hand with something. I, I, I'd certainly agree that it's a choice, and I agree with both your points to a certain extent, but at the same time, it's like, if we went with that model, like, no, nobody... That is, that is the model. Though. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, but the, the the, 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 I, think, I don't think the working class would have much of a hope. Look, you could educate another thousand doctors. The minute they yeah. go into Vincent's, they're going into a war zone. Yeah, exactly. And right. So you have, to, you have to fix it inside before yeah, you... Exactly. Yeah, I, yeah, I, and I, I don't believe that working class privilege, something like that, I don't believe that... that should or does play a big or significant role in the people like Well, think. it does because they mightn't have well, the money. No, not necessarily. I know plenty of people from this area as well who have gone on, and two of them actually have PhDs. One of them uh, wrote a thesis um, in Trinity College that is playing a major part in microbiotics. Well, um, let, and he's, just and let, he's from Ballybrack. Just let me clarify. I'm not saying working class can't go to college. Yeah. I'm just saying... It can like with type of free education or a hand in, in education uh, toward level education. Well, hang on, there, there are grant systems in place. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So if somebody is now, don't get me wrong, the, the grant systems are flawed in the sense that it's done at a cut off. It's a fiscal cliff. Like so, if I can't remember what the cut off, but let's just say if your parents have an income of fifty grand, if you make fifty one, that's over the cut off, so you're not getting nothing. Yeah. But somebody who makes forty nine 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 is under it, so they're getting everything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not ideal, but. There are things in place for those kind of things, but I'm just saying, for me anyway, I, I don't think, because again, if you want something bad enough, 
you're not going to sit there and go, oh, I'm a victim. I'm a victim. So you're saying if you want something bad enough and it's your choice yeah. at third level of education, yeah. you work at a part-time job and make it happen from your own money. Yeah, it's yeah. happened. Sir. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I agree. Like it, has sorry, it wouldn't be beyond the realms of belief that I mean, people can go into colleges and say, "Listen, I can't afford this." Yeah, yeah. And they would say, yeah. "Well, look, here's what we can do." Yeah, but that's absolutely. where I'm saying that's where the government should come in and offer yeah. a, a bit of assistance. Oh, absolutely. But and then that's where Danny's saying, if and you want it bad enough, you'll find a way. Yeah, if you yeah. want that and bad enough, you'll work for it in life. Absolutely. But sometimes you might just need a hand but I want to clarify I wasn't saying people from working class no I know that I know what I'm saying couldn't attain uh, third level degrees or PhDs no or I know that right but, but what I'm saying fucking, uh, thesis but what I'm saying to you is that people from these backgrounds have done those things without having to go yeah, through yeah they worked they worked no exactly what I was going to say without having to go through the case of getting handed to them without getting things handed to them They've done that after all, because they said, I wanted to do this, so I've worked the hoop off myself. Put it this way. The lads want to go to a pizza for two weeks. What are they going to do? They're going to get a job somewhere so that they can pay to go on their holiday. Why not do it and spread it across three years and get a degree if that's what you want? If that's what you really want, rather than just say, you know what I mean? Yeah. We'll agree to disagree. Anyway. Graham, what's your favourite things about Ireland? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the education <laughs> education system the free handy down you weren't expecting me to come out with education <laughs> system no, no it wasn't but good one nonetheless Gary I do think yeah it's definitely yeah. you went from um, Irish drug addicts to being the best in the world to education Jesus yeah. what is wrong with you this evening it's the way I think <laughs> and cornflakes after dinner I'm gonna try that me yeah what, what's your favourite thing about I have too, too many, man. He is Ireland. <laughs> Mr. Ireland. If you looked up Ireland's arse, he'd be sitting in it, <laughs> counting gold coins. Oh, I don't know, man. I love, I, love the, I love the arts. I love the f- Irish films. I love Irish sports stars. If, mm. love if somebody from... Shamrock Rovers. Love Irish soaps. Irish live. Love, if, love if, somebody, if somebody from another country came up to you and said, I'm thinking about going to Ireland... What are the three things I have to do or see when I'm there? I'd say, to a tourist, I'd say definitely Glendalough. Glendalough, right. Uh, Kilmainham Jail. Mad for the bit of glaciation action here. Huh? Glendalough. G- what did you say? Glaciation. What's that? Do you know how, how Glendalough was formed? No. So if they asked you why to go see Glendalough, what would you say? I'd say they've it, got great views. It's, it's pretty. <laughs> yeah, picturesque. You take a good photo, a good selfie. All right, okay. Are you going to tell me who... What what that is? Yeah. It, it was formed by two massive glaciers back in the, the day. Like really, yeah. Wow, that's how all them things interlocking spores and lakes and all that sort. That's where they all come from. Jeez, man. I must read up on that. I've been down there loads of times. Fascinating, yeah. Uh, Glendalough, Kilmainham, um, and the Black Taxi Tours in Belfast. That's a good one. Yeah. Very yeah. good, actually. Yeah, yeah. That's me a good and Pajo done that. Oh my god, it was one of the best mornings of my life. Um, and he was bringing us in. He was a former IRA prisoner. And he was bringing us in to uh, Loyalistville. Yeah. And there's a there's the mural murals murals mural mural yeah, murals. <laughs> murals. murals wedding that was a great yeah, film that was a good film yeah. <laughs> the murals up in Belfast the Loyalist one there's a, in 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 um, on the Shank Hill there's one where it's a sniper pointing a gun and no matter where you're looking from it he's looking at you. I got yeah. freaked out. It's amazing. And he goes, right lads, we get out of the taxi. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> We're getting out on the Shankill Road and taxi. Uh, getting out of the taxi in the Shankill Road. And he's like, yeah. 
that they have some sort of uh, agreement that they can't go near the black taxi drivers. Yeah, it's um, it's, it's a great tour. Though, I was going to say Belfast's a great little city. I uh, I was up there for a Bruce Springsteen concert, and uh, we never seen one of the murals, and it was um, it was an Orange Order one, and I had uh, prepared for peace, ready for war. And I just remember in my head it going, says it all, doesn't it? Says it all. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> like, that was kind of the mentality, do you know what I mean? It's incredible. There's, it, there's yeah. It's, it's, mad, it's amazing to think it's not that long ago as well. Oh, no, it's, oh, yeah. it's within it's our lifetime. lifetime. It's yeah, in our lifetime, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like, I mean, there's... But to there's, see how far it's come as well is... But there's, there's what, like, it's 1998 since the Good Friday Agreement. Yeah. So, what's that, 18 years ago? Yeah, what was our man, 98 as well, was it? 96, I think. Was Alma no, Alma? it was Alma after. I thought Alma was after Good Friday. I thought Alma was about after Good Friday. After Good Friday, was it not? Good what Friday. are you on about Good Friday? Good Friday, the Good Friday, Friday agreement. agreement. I thought it meant it was on a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Google it there. I, I, I don't know. Hold on, I'll have a look. You just keep talking there, lads. I think it was, what, 29 people killed in the Alma bomb, I think. Yeah. Terrible thing. Um, we'll carry on. Like, but I, I'm fairly sure it was 98 or 99, I want to say. I'm going to say 98, though. I think it's going to be ignorant and say 96, but I think you're right. Mm. I'm, I'm not 100% sure at all, but I'm, I'm basing this on my knowledge of reeling in the ears, if I'm being honest <laughs> with you, which is a fantastic show. Brilliant show. Great yeah. show. Brilliant show. Oh Can you operate that machine any faster? The Alma bombing was on the 15th of August, 1998. Okay. So it was, it was months after, after yeah, Good yeah, Friday months agreement. After Good Friday yeah. Agreement. But my point with the Good Friday Agreement is that like that's 18 years old. Like, there's 18-year-old kids now that are eligible to vote in, in Ireland that yeah. history prior, previous to that, wouldn't matter. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like for example, they, they'd probably have an open mind to vote in Sinn Féin and without the history. They don't care that it's it happened because it happened. It happened for a reason. It happened... Like it was always going to happen without Jerry Adams' involvement or not with his allegations that he was in the IRA. What's mad about it? Do you know what I'd find that mm. fascinating? What's mad about it, and it, it's not necessarily connected to that, but it's just touching on what you said, is am I the only one that gets a bit weirded out when I realise that people who were born in the mid 90s are now of an age where I feel old when. Yeah, sure, my brother's twenty one. That freaks me out. Yeah, do you know what I mean? He's born ninety five. I was gonna say like, <laughs> like, want to learn some work? He's like, oh, yes, me twenty first the weekend. I was like, all right, deadly. I was like, twenty first. So he was born in after USA ninety four. USA ninety four is the oh Jesus. <laughs> That's what I was like. That was the like, pinnacle of Irishness. I can oh, remember yeah. Ray Houghton scoring, and yeah. this lad. Unbelievable. I, yeah. I remember yeah. Italia 90, but the USA 94 was yeah. more etched in stone. Well, I was in yeah, the I remember the two of them really well, actually. I remember yeah. where it was and everything. I was in the Ramblers for Ireland, Romania, and the Penos. And yeah. you see the scene in uh, the van when they're in the pub and O'Leary scores. Yeah. And your man throws the point over his head. That literally happened in the Ramblers with Ray Clark Sen- the, Senior. The, the Barrytown trilogy. Yeah. Actually, RIP Johnny Murphy, you passed away recently. Yeah, yeah Joey the Lips. Joey Jesus, the Lips. Yeah. God sent him on as a suit. Believe it, riding all the mats in that That's it, tell you, I'm all the quirks arse and everything. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the, the Barrytown trilogy, well, now we're jumping a little bit. Alan Parker directed them. Really? I haven't heard of them since. D- they are, d- I think the van is my favourite, if I'm being honest. I absolutely love the van. 
I'd liked it, yeah. I don't, I, it, the, the commitments for me was just yeah. way up there. The snapper, Oi. lads. The snapper's huh? brilliant. The snapper's brilliant, but I... Treat them, I love to treat them. The treat them are, but I just... I, I don't know what it is. The van just... The van makes me laugh more than the others any time I watch it, and I think that's what does it for me. Even that just that little scene where uh, the kid rocks up and he's like, yeah, gives a chalk ice. He's <laughs> like, what does that say up there? And the kid's jumping to say, he's like, bimbos, burgers. And he's like, does that say anything about a chalk ice table? No. Then like, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> before that, what do you want? Oh, peace. Yeah. <laughs> You're bad. I know it wasn't the same kid, it was different, yeah. but still oh, hilarious. Yeah, it is. Um, now, they are Irishness. They, they are. are. They are. Personified. But that's, the reason I brought Alan Parker up is that he possibly has made more movies, but like they were brilliant. Yeah. But yeah. The, the closest thing after that was Intermission. Yeah. In terms of Irishness and how you relate to it. like Adam was, and Paul was quite Irish. Yeah, Adam it was, it was, was quite yeah. dark, though, wasn't it? It was a dark comedy. It was dark at the end, yeah. You didn't yeah. know which one was Adam, which one was Paul. Yeah. But that was goes back to me with, with the arts. The arts, um, Irish arts, right? Like films like Adam and Paul and the commitments and all, they're all to be proud of. Yeah, the arts. So, <laughs> so, so to, to go back to uh, to go back to what you were uh, scratching your beard again, you knacker. To go back to what you were saying, your three selling points of Ireland. So you've gone for the Black Cabs of Belfast, which is a great one. You've gone for Camainham Jail. I've done that tour about four times. Do you think that would? resonate with people who don't know yeah because i've talked to people who didn't know um about it and when they've done the tour they've loved it yeah students that we get in the house oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah I'm, I'm gonna go cheesy and i'm gonna go local and i'm gonna say that for you at the top of the Voyager road yeah it's unbelievable it's a beautiful place man you get that on a summer's day wait the Voico road or the Cliney hill about like when you're either, either one you're looking same at view really yeah, yeah same, same view, view yeah. if you go up Cloyne here you're just getting it from a bit higher aren't you yeah you know what I mean it's like looking after 110th floor or 100th floor but what, what, what odds what odds yeah it's a gorgeous view it's, yeah, it's and to think it's on our doorstep as yeah well. but that's the thing mean? it's completely it's one of them that you take for granted like, yeah you know it's unbelievable I mean? great spot and I absolutely love it like if if anybody comes to Dublin I tell them hop on the dart Stay on it all the way out to Cloyney. Enjoy that bit where you're on the cliff edge, just pottering along, nice and slow, and you can take all that in. Walk up that hill at Bono's Gaff. Stop for air if you need to. It's a steep hill. It's not the best of fun if you're the big lad. But when you get up to the top there, it's great. And don't great. write on Bono's gate. Don't write you on wrote it. on it years ago. Yeah. yeah. And I, we, got, uh, we were drinking. On his gate or down the lane where oh, everybody... Oh, you know, the, fr- the gates at the front of his house. Yeah. There was this myth that went around. Oh, you can leave a message for Bono on the gate. So, of course, we were on our jollies on the drink, about 16. Yeah. Permanent marker. Oh, God, Jesus. So, we were going up that way. So, we were writing a message on Bono's gate. And I looked at it and I said, lads, I don't think anyone else has written on them. You got mixed up with the lane. Yeah, the lane way is full of... Oh, is it? Yeah. All oh, right, well, I didn't There's know. A Did anyone come out? Yeah, some big, huge fucker with a skinhead. What, what is that, lads? I think he was English, actually. So we're just leaving a message for Mr. Hughes. <laughs> <laughs> not there, you're not. Yeah. We're like, why? Fucking ran us, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's mad. But inside the, the front of his gates do have writing, but it's it's obviously been artistically designed yeah. to yeah, it's, have. It's, but, but that laneway that goes from like basically the front of his gaff all the way down uh, to the beach goes all the way that's 
covered in like essentially like people you too stuff yeah people genuinely travel to Ireland just to see you two things mm. and that's not even when they have a concert on like they'll go to like where Windmill Lane Studio was they'll go to Hanover Quay they'll go out onto the north side to Cedarwood Road to where Bono grew up where he grew up yeah all these going, and like and that's a genuine tourist industry yeah it's the mental, people don't it? it's like I know people would you do. advise people would you, would you suggest people to do it would you suggest people to do that if if they're big U2 fans absolutely yeah why not like you know what have I mean? you like, done any of it yourself um, I've, been out, I've been out to Hanover Quay and then Sherpano's gaff's only up the road and the edge's gaff is only down the road so yeah. we've seen them yeah I've been out around that way and that kind of thing yeah, I've never done any of well, yeah, I bumped, I've bumped into his wife in uh, the local garage filling up the motor that kind of thing you know um, but it, yeah it's it's a complete another like people generally travel out and look fair play to them and that's I know Bono gets an awful lot of shtick over things but at the end of the day lads Talking about Patrick's Day and things that make Ireland great. Yeah. Them boys are up yeah, there with Guinness in terms of exports. Like They're just forever going, aren't they? There's yeah, no sign of yeah. them stopping. You know? They're, um, there's a the great story about uh, my dad's friend, Dean Hess. Um, he was, yeah, he was working uh, in the water department at the county council. And he was working on his sewage pipe at Bono's house. Well, just a bit down. I was actually on the Vico Road. And Bono and, and his wife were, were going jogging. Uh, strolling by and as he ran past them you know Dean was like oh how are you Bono and he's like how are you lads and she's like how are you lads and then an hour or two later Bono comes back you're still here lads Dean Dean Hescott was yeah we still haven't found what we're looking for (laughs) 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 Bono went mad at him and Ali Ali Houston was laughing her head off uh, there's actually there's a book called Everyone's Got a Bono Story. Ah, oh, deadly! And um, that's right. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a fictional book, but what it's done, it took a load of real stories and just like they got people to send them in or whatever and they're making it, or they compiled a load of them. I don't know, but they then wrote a novel around a fictional novel that's I suppose augmented reality, really, isn't it? That they've took all these bits that are real and then built this fake story about it about this person in Dublin who doesn't have a Bono story, but was constantly hearing about like. His mate down the road who took a piss beside Bono, or you know, like like that one that you said there. That doesn't appear in the book. But that's a cracker. All these little things. That somebody who helped him change the tire on a Malahoy road after Boy came out in the eighties. All these kind of things. Like, but yeah, that, I just think that's mad. That like four blokes from the north side of Dublin essentially have gone on to become global. global Pe- people, like people can't take them though, can't they? Not Irish people. They can't, in terms of being proud of our. our music stars and their actors yeah. and actresses and all that there's people are just Irish people are just 50-50 on a Monday I love them Monday I was like oh Bono stop with you yeah but he, you he, you he, walk he, down that laneway man and I'm telling you you see oh yeah oh the message if I there. could walk I would people don't realise like he, he has a lot of pull ah, like yeah. I mean he appears at like fucking government offices and everything and ah, stop. talks about stuff <laughs> and Rather, they'd ever admit it, or rather, people would ever. But I mean, look, put it this way: if if they if him and the Taoiseach decided to have a race to see who could get Bill Gates, Barack Obama, and any other foreign leader on the phone first, you have to get all three of them. Who do you think is going to win? Yeah, hey, Bono, Mr. Bono. Who are you going to take a phone call first? On Taoiseach or Bono? You're going to put him on hold. Get me Bono. Unless the Taoiseach mm-hmm. was Jerry Adams, which he. By the time this is out, he possibly could be. No, he won't. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah, come on, <laughs> come on. Look, there, there's dreaming, and then there's just, will you cop on to yourself? Will you? 
Four, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, the Voigo Road one I'm winning. Um, he was. He was. The Voigo Road was the first. The Voigo Road view was your first one, was it? Yeah, that's one that I'd always to anybody. I'd say go to that. Um, the other one that I would say then is go to a pub and have a chat with a stranger. Any yes. pub. Just sit at the bar and the first person sits down. Just how are you? And just go up there because you will have some of the best and worst moments of your life in Ireland talking to a randomer. It's the best crack ever and it'll scare the bejesus out of you as well. Yeah. Like, Preferably on the north side of Dublin. You absolutely, or, or like West Kerry or something where, where you need subtitles. That <laughs> <laughs> like, mad thing. I've like, never done it, I don't think. I can't remember. Really, I can't. I probably have, but unintentionally. Yeah. Um, I, li- I like it. I, li- I like just chatting to people and not about that in particular, just really just shooting the breeze kind of thing, you know? People watching but is mad. People watching Grab is great. Yeah. You're waiting for someone, you're just wondering, I wonder what their life is like. Yeah. Yeah. And then me, uh, mm. me last one then would be. Go to any sporting occasion in this country. So go, go to the Aviva when Ireland are playing rugby, not that roundy ball stuff. Go to a GA match, go to a hurling match, go to a, to an MMA event or a boxing event. Just go and just soak up a bit of atmosphere. It's amazing. Love it. Funny yeah. you should say that, actually. I wouldn't be a GA fan, but I've been in Croke Park a good few yeah. times. And there is something about standing on the hill. Yeah, no, I agree. Watching Dublin. There, I've, I've only ever been on the hill once. Um, but I've been to a couple of GA matches in Kroger and been sitting in various parts and that and I'm not by any means a GA fan I only admit that and whatever but there is something I think it, I think it's just Irish people with sport they just have this this innate thing to just express everything that they can't express Irish men struggle to express emotion especially to other Irish men but when it comes to sport you'll see two men hug quicker than in any other scenario <laughs> It's incredible. Like, yeah, it, it just, is. It unites people like, in an amazing when, way. When, when Shane Long scored against Jeremy, all the lads were oh, kissing him and all. Good Lord. Great mm. sign of emotion there there was. Shlong. Mm. What about you, guys? <laughs> if um, I've had to tell somebody to go and see something. Yeah, like three things. Well, you gave us two already. Had you been paying attention? What for the two? Well, I, I mentioned... Um, what did I mention again? You mentioned education and uh, yeah, and, and junkies. That's not things to see, though. Well, maybe the boardwalk. Well, the boardwalk will be something <laughs> to see. Thing to see yeah. I tell you what you have to go and see, actually. Well, I, I was actually I was bouncing around going and talking to a stranger in a pub, but Danny mm. got there ahead of me. It is his show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I tell you where it's very interesting, and not a lot of people know this, right? And it is probably sound a bit arty farty, but you're into the arts, as I said earlier. Francis Street, right, just off Thomas Street, yeah. is an interesting little street. I'll tell you why. You've got French polishers, six or seven of them, right, all yeah. in different shops, and they're all different generations of French polishers, and they're their donkey's ears, and they might have pieces from the doll that were took out and restored. And there's other shops. They'd be like interior design shops. But you could have a poxy little clock mm. for 20 grand. But it's it's obviously, it's south in our city and it is very rough. But when you walk up Francis Street, it's like you're not in Dublin. It's a, a time yeah. warp type thing. It's like it? being like in Dunleary in the 80s or something. Yeah. It's very, very strange. Where's Francis Street? Just remind me. Do you know, do you know the Brazen Head? 
Yeah. And if you were to walk up the hill from the Brazen Head and go slightly to the right and slightly to the left, of course, that's yeah, it's Francis near Vigor Street. Street. Yeah, the, yeah. What's, there's a yeah. theatre there. The, um, well, Vicar Street. Vicar Street, Vicar Street is only a couple yeah, of right, man. No. I can't think of it. Yeah, but, but it's, know, yeah. It's, it's a quirky little street. Near Christchurch. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, very close to Christchurch, actually, yeah. And well, it always resonates in my head because I used to work quite close to it and I knew a French polisher. And he told me um, that his mother was French polishing all her life. Yeah. She left the business to him. And when she died, she said, look, there's a, what she called a drop box underneath the floor where they used to cut the wood. And she said, there's a few bob in it. It's for yourself, you know. And I said, jeez, that's mad. And he goes, there was 180,000 there. Jesus. Yeah. And I, I never, I used to sell a lot of French polish and methylated spirits and all that. Get yourself into the French polishing. Yeah, it's, just, it's huge business, French yeah. polishing. But I knew who she was and never actually dealt with her. She'd mm. come in, she'd, she'd have her little trolley. She'd be dressed like a normal Joe Soap, but she she had this really successful business. Yeah. But back to the original point, Francis Street, take a walk up it. It's a very quirky, different little street. Well, you, you wouldn't be coming from America to do it. Yeah. But yeah. Irish people should, should go They're, and have a look and experience it's, it. I think, and I'm guilty of it myself, there is so much on our doorsteps that we don't, we either take for granted or we're completely oblivious to it, like, so many like the Chester Beatty Library or the the Oak the the museum the museums is there I wouldn't be mad on it like but but the library out in town it is Chester Beatty Library like I think so yeah like that thing is phenomenal I've only ever been it once and it was on a school tour and I wasn't old enough to appreciate it like but you know what I mean the the zoo is the number one attraction yeah. I've been to the zoo in years I was there twice last year yeah, yeah. I've, I've been yeah. to a, a couple of times in the last few years uh, ever since they, they they opened out the the African plains bit at the back of it now it's not bad fairness so. yeah a lot of the zoo keepers because you know the way RT had that program the zoo yeah, yeah that's right yeah a little bit more cocky than they should be yeah <laughs> do you know what I mean in what sense that's like just the way they walk and there's a few hairstyles going on that shouldn't yeah. be going on. There's a, I heard a great story of it, and I don't know if it's true or not, but I'll tell you it anyway. And um, there was a story about a depressed monkey in Dublin Zoo, and uh, he escaped. Now they caught him, but he escaped the pen essentially. And when the zookeepers looked back at CCTV and they looked at everything in it and they started doing the detective work or whatever they do, they discovered that there had been a tree that was growing at an angle. And this monkey well, copped it, because they're that intelligent, the mad things, and basically cultivated it that we get close enough to the wall, take it up the tree and over the wall. And the zookeepers apparently said, we've looked into it and we believe he was planning it for years. <laughs> <laughs> to get out of the zoo. To get into it, yeah. Sure, remember there was the thing about the wolves going missing out there as well? Yeah. They burrowed so deep that they were like, lads, we have a serious incident here where they're gone that far under, they could come out the other side of that wall. And if they're out roaming the park, the deer are fucked. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, sure, do you remember the three lads robbed the penguin? Robbed the penguin, that's right. Yeah, I, when I was in, uh, I, I used to do the, the, the radio station in college and I was t- speaking to the penguin keeper out in Dumsey. We interviewed him. Eddie was his name. Lovely bloke. But that was, he was like, the hassle we have over people robbing, checking penguins. <laughs> are you messing? No. I am not messing. Should a taxi driver. Yeah, he how rang live line. Yeah, I remember. But how, how did they... How, how did they get into the enclosure? I don't remember the, the enclosure. Enclosure. They, got, they got the penguin out, right? Yeah. And they got into a taxi, taxi. with the penguin. Brought it home, stuck it in a bathtub. Yeah. 
but they got thrown out of a taxi right? but wasn't it his wife or sister or someone that went to the toilet and there was a penguin in her bathroom <laughs> well I, the way I recall it was the three lads get into a taxi the taxi man could hear a bit of carry on in the back that didn't sound like a human sound let's say looked back and said lads they can't have a shagging penguin in the taxi threw them out the lads get into another taxi and they sauntered on but your man rang live line Actually, that's it. And if you want that soft in this country, you go ring with Joe. What, what did he say in live line? He said, I don't know if I should ring the police or uh, what I should do or should ring the zoo, but does it have to be in a penguin now on Aston Key there? <laughs> there, was a, there was a great bit of it as well where uh, <laughs> Joe being the, the, the great intrinsical mind that he is, he asked, How, how is sure, um, um, come here to me now, how, how, did, how did they catch the penguin? And your man replied, they, they p- 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 picked them up. <laughs> 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 yeah, Dublin Zoo, that's a great offer. Are in Ireland, lads? It's real, yeah. Exactly, and I was going to say, Irish humour is one of the best kind of characteristics we have. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's hilarious. We, we have an ability to make a very tense moment untense accidentally, yeah. but brilliantly at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Even uh, a couple of weeks ago on the leaders' debates, there was um, a creak. The creaky floor, the creaky floor, and it was yeah. the start. Oh, within of the twenty minutes later, the Twitter and account the Twitter got the yeah, creaky yeah. floor. Amazing, like it's absolutely amazing. Or the other thing, actually, it's silly, but it's hilarious. It's brilliant. Have you ever seen? There's, you know, the international the compromise rules between Australia and Ireland that happens once every so often. Um, half Aussie rules, half mortar. It's great crack yeah. altogether, right? There one year a dog got on the pitch, and it's on YouTube. The commentator loses his mind over this dog on the pitch it's absolutely he ends up commentating more on the dog than on the match the match is still going the players are going to have Russell Jack Russell the, and he just wants to play with the ball he's just seen a ball and he's chasing it like some of the players are kind of like what is this what are we doing do you know what I mean but the commentator is like there's a dog on the pitch <laughs> he's never seen that like this in his life and he just goes and it's about three and a half to five minutes worth of him literally commentating on a Jack Russell booting around the pitch Absolutely amazing. I love it. Or Timmy Downtown Murphy. Does that ring a bell to anybody? No, no. right. You all know about the NBA and basketball and how they like to shout phrases and they have all these catchphrases for, for the basketball. Sorry, oh, like, and well, downtown in American football. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. And boom shakalaka and all this. Right, well, you've not experienced this until you're watching an Irish club final between, like, Cove Ramblers versus Tala Titans or something like that. And Timmy Downtown Murphy in his Cork accent shouting From Downtown <laughs> Three Pointer Boom Shakalaka <laughs> He commentated on the basketball at the London twenty twelve Olympics. It is amazing. Oh purely because God. you don't associate it with anything to do with Ireland these kind of things. And then in a big bugger accent, he's screaming these things and like he's passionate about it. It's hysterical. It is, it's so good. <laughs> it made it's so good. It made the best of London twenty twelve on some Australia. I think it was Fox in Australia. Their best bits. Best bits from around the world. And his commentary, I think, was number three. On it was that funny. Like it's absolutely incredible. Oh, I never seen it. I love Irish stuff, lads. I just love Ireland. Do you know what, what else you'd have to tell the tourists to do? Turn on RTA and listen to Giles and Dunphy. Oh, yeah. God. Because no other country in the world would al- would allow no. two pensioners, slightly jarred, yeah. review sport. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, 
Allegedly slightly jarred. Well played. But I love when um, they have guest hosts like we have you today. Um, like Graham Souness or someone over. And then. Do you remember Bertie Ahern was the Taoiseach and he hosted the Premiership? Oh, yeah. It didn't go down well. And it didn't go didn't. down well when he had the column in the sun as well. Remember that? Uh, it got, goes right. That wasn't him writing that. But I love the. Really? Yeah, definitely. I love when, when Zunas is like shocked that the two lads were getting away with yeah, saying everything. Yeah, the stuff saying, yeah, he's like, you can't get away with this one, Sky. Zunas lets a bit loose as well when he's yeah, over he here. Big time, yeah. yeah. They treat it as a holiday, God bless them. Yeah. <laughs> like, ah, here, look, I'm out of the office, this is a great crack. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's mad stuff, isn't it? Like, it's, there's look, so many little things. There's so many negatives in the country, isn't there? At the like, moment. We're, we're, yeah. Our culture is nearly to give out about everything. Yeah. But I'd like to think, and I do believe. Begrudge, isn't it? Well, we're a big country, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'd like to think the pros completely outweigh the By cons. far. And but I think they do. I think the second you stop being in any way begrudging and you just embrace all these little things, it becomes a far better place. Like, oh, big time. Like, the smallest little thing. Like, everything. Even the point, like you done earlier, Gary, and you found the positive and the negative. People might look at junkies as a problem, but you're looking at it as a form of art. That's a beautiful Absolutely thing. Absolutely well put. That is a beautiful yeah. thing. Do you know what I mean? People need to look at things in this country and say, you know what? It's not perfect, but for it's the crack. Yeah. End of story. Like, we it's, like, it's like what your granny or your ma used to say when you wouldn't eat your dinner. Take it, those poor people in Africa. Where, like, or get off that wall. If you fall off that wall and break your two legs, don't come running to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or... Uh, or I remember as a child, many a time I'd come in with a scraped knee or a scraped elbow and my man take one look at me and go, far from your arse and you won't sit in it. Go on. <laughs> that, was, that was All it. those sayings. That was it. I split my head open once. It's far from your... That needs stitches. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, when, when you look back as well, years ago when we're talking about grannies and whatever yeah. else, we, we've come so far with say mental health issues and all that. Yeah. We can actually talk about it as a country now. But I remember my granny... Um, my nanny Ralph actually she liked to be called nanny wonderful woman she always smelled lovely as well she used to say I remember this if somebody was suffering with depression at the time but we wouldn't have known that yeah uh, he, he or she they've taken to the bed yeah that's uh, what they said that's the expression they've taken they, to the bed they, they won't the, come out of the house the other one that I often heard uh, well, it wasn't me granny it was actually me great Andy you say she needs a night in the mechanics that one <laughs> And what does that mean? As in, like, you know, she, she needs a diagnostic check. Needs there. to go to the garage and get checked over, like. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> nice. to garage, yeah, yeah. Look, if there's anything to come from this chapter, lads, I really hope it's that people who listen to us abroad, who are already sure of the boys, have a listen and go, do you know what? It's a great little country, and I love it. Best country in the world. I'm going to hit that boardwalk. Ah, oh, we have and to. And watch the lads swapping runners. <laughs> Could be a chapter, in there. Well, I'm there you go, lads. Uh, actually I tell you yeah, we live an outside broadcast <laughs> now we'll have to tie it'll, the stuff probably, it'll probably we'd probably get done for exploitation well, we could do but sure look <laughs> just give them a packet of extra and a, and a bottle, of, bottle of seven up a new spoon <laughs> <laughs> new spoon and a roll of tin foil they'll be happy <laughs> oh, man. I was going to ask you is what would you like to change about Ireland but judging by this lads there's not a whole lot we can change it's a great little place I'd like to like what we said about the the, the negatives and begrudging I'd like, to, for, I'd like for people there's that you can see you're exposed to a lot more begrudging because of social media ah, look. you know and I think half the time people are just trying to 
what the the saying fishing around like you know I think yeah. they're just trying to get people yeah mad. and they're jumping on a bandwagon they're jumping well, on it yeah. like it's so easy to, you know we, we went through the recession and all that it's so easy to have a poster boy to blame whether it be Shawnee Fitz or Bertie O'Hearn you know they yeah. forget Bertie O'Hearn was involved in the Good Friday Agreement yeah. you know what I mean yeah, fair point yeah. and I mean as the conspiracy guys spoke about on, on, on this podcast the banks are controlled by a greater power most likely there's a golden circle controlling everything most yeah. likely yeah so governments are really only driving the bus, aren't they? Yeah, and true. Look, even for all David, absolutely, that's all they're doing. Yeah. For all David Rome and Shawnee Fitz's problems, look, lads, there's an awful lot of people who have an attic converted and they have somebody living in that attic now, thanks to them boys. <laughs> they put rules over people's heads, whether we like it or not. <laughs> they did. Find the positive in the negative. Absolutely, I got me attic converted uh, two years ago. Actually, oh, very nice. There's no one living in it now, but I must ring Jen Merrigan to get a few of these students' <laughs> numbers. <laughs> But uh, yeah, look, lads, we're running out of time, lads, and I'm raging because uh, this this is just I love this. I've loved talking about Ireland. I've loved talking about this rainy little rock in the Atlantic. Rainy little rock. Because that's that's all we are. We're we're insignificant in the grand scheme of things, and yet we're amazing. Yeah, know what I mean? There's there's no other way of putting it. You know, like I I, I love this play. I love you, as lads. I love the two years, and I love Michael Flatley because he's so Irish. Be Gara and be Janie. Oh, what a o- man. We're often... Oh, forget. <laughs> what are you going to say? We're, we're often imitated, never replicated. There you go. Yeah, there, there you, you go. go. That's true. There's an awful lot of plastic patties as they wear, but you know what? I welcome them aboard. Absolutely. Get on board this All aboard. Yeah. The more the merrier. Tourism Ireland better get on to us with a big thank you card. <laughs> yeah. well, so Our tourism Ireland still going, let's... What are these? Bart Falter, one of them now. Are they? Any tourist information I go by is close. Yeah, I, I've no idea what. The, I think the only opening in the summer months, God bless, they couldn't be opening in the rain. No, there should be no point. No point at all, sure. There be no point, unless the lads were going in from the boardwalk yeah. looking to yeah, that, get a bus pass. <laughs> that's true or something, yeah, exactly. Anything for love. <laughs> but uh, look, if you have listened to this and you have decided, you know what, I'm going to take a trip to that island, I'm going to come home, whatever the case may be, wouldn't do us a favour, near the airport, picks up Tobrown. <laughs> White chocolate out, bro. No, 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 no. The original, man. No, white chocolate. No, no. You don't dither with the original. The original. Of course you do. No, you don't. No, no. You white don't. chocolate is... There's not enough white chocolate in the world. No, look, I'm, I'm, a, don't wrong, I'm partial to a white top but look, if I'm in an airport, my hand just automatically goes to that beautiful gold wrapper. And I look at the bird in the mountain and I say, you're for me, son. The bird in the mountain, my God. The bird in the mountain. Previous chapter revelation. Yeah. This yeah. is like a college... Then course itself, this podcast. Free education. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, but yeah, but look, do you know what? Look, we said it was a Patrick's Day special. Will we finish with a couple of Patrick's Day bits? Do you know where Patty is now? Where? Do, 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 how's it a guess? Where where his body is rumoured to be? I used to know, but Montenegro. <laughs> now, a lot of fake saints are over no, there. Yeah, no, but it's, it's a great guest, yeah, I'll give you that. Um not That's he, true, Graham. Apparently he's he's keeping company with three uh, sorry, two other saints. There, there's a trilogy up there. He yeah. was mad for the trilogies, that man. Um there's two other saints on him there. Do you just wanna that might give it a, a little bit of a Sorry, guess. where is what was the first thing that was two <laughs> caught up in Montenegro? Montenegro, yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's not in the Vatican, is he? He's not in the Vatican, no. Um, he, is he in Wales? He's not in Wales, no. no. He, uh, he's, he's buried alongside, allegedly now, I don't know if they can prove this, but he's uh, buried alongside two other saints. Who are they? Helps. Uh, Saint Columbanus, and I can't remember the second one. And where? 
And down Patrick in County Down. Go away. Go away. Yeah. He's in yeah. Ireland. He's he's on the island. But like he you said, not. if they can prove it. Yeah, now they say that. Now, bar his jaw and another part of him that uh, is on display in Dublin somewhere, allegedly. Um, but yeah, down Patrick, you can go up and see his tomb alongside uh, Colin Bannis' tomb. How would you? F- how do you think he would feel about all these new reptile shops bringing in snakes? Would he be spinning his grave? Is that what you're yeah. asking? <laughs> You'd be going in with his rake, pulling them all out. <laughs> pulling them all out, yeah. You can sell fish and fish only and back <laughs> off. <girl. laughs> um, his name wasn't even Patrick, by the way. It was something like Mervyn or something like that. It was a Welsh name. Like, what? But he, yeah, but he uh, he changed his name to Patricus, which is the Latin for Patrick, uh, to, to go along when he became uh, a member of the Is that kind of like a Pope thing? Where they go to a pope? When, kind of, yeah. When he basically joined, when he when he took the cloth, as they say, when he joined the clergy, he decided that, I can't remember what it was, Mervyn or something along those lines, that isn't very deity-like, that isn't very Roman Catholic-like. So he went for Patroclus, which is the Latin for Patrick. Patroclus. There you well, go. Like, uh... K-U-S? Uh, not C. Yeah. Okay. P-A-T-R-I-C-U-S. Like, oh. uh, like uh, what you call him? Um, your man from Troy, Achilles, his cousin slash lover. Depends which side of the fence you fall on with that one. Some say he was a cousin, some say he was a lover. Depends. He's not bad for somebody that Billy Redmond had to say, listen... I talked in two days. Yeah. I've got an outstanding ability to retain pub quiz knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> That's essentially what an arts degree is, man. That's you're good at pub quizzes, but nothing else. <laughs> so yeah, um, but that's and uh, and his colour was blue, not green. I don't reckon now because we no, got the green cloth out tonight. We do with the green cloth out. And green. But should the, should the presidential, the presidential, what him call him? His um, El Mickey D. Michael Diggins, when he's out there and he's swanned about the place, his stamp or his flag or his symbol or whatever you call it, that's St. Patrick's Blue because that's the official national colour. It's a nice of the blue as well. Lovely. Blue is my favourite colour, funnily enough. Hence why I get the blue, Mike, and the blue wire. Green is mine. Yeah, I'm black, all over. Yeah. Green is mine, funny enough. Yeah. Did you ever see the thing of Michael D. Higgins waiting to use the ATM there? Oh, yeah. God love him. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say I even knew it was pin. Th- actually, do you know what? That is the perfect note to finish on, right? What other country in the world? What its first citizen, its privilege, right? Its bleeding president, would you say, came up with an ATM outside of Spark? And the, and the car got out of Spark <laughs> and double yellow lines. And double yellow with, <laughs> with, with the hazards on, because that means it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, you're blocking a fire exit. My hazards are on, guard. Jesus, sorry. I'm the president. Hops out and goes, what? You wouldn't see Obama doing that. The picture's you brilliant. Do you, you ever see the picture of him in Slane? Yeah. Fantastic one again, yeah. He's probably actually, when you consider like that, most Americans think that there's leprechauns in the country. Ah, we couldn't have picked a better fella. He's probably an outstanding image of what the present world should be. I'll be honest, right? When his term is coming to a close, if he doesn't just put on one fancy dress outfit for a photo op, (laughs) I'll I'll be disappointed. Just one, just one, just throw on a beard and a green coat and just put a pot full of euros in front of him. That's all I want. That's it. <laughs> Dare I say I'd even vote Labour again if he done it just once. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, lads. Anthony, you wanna before we finish up? Um, I suppose I'd like to thank the Tuies for the fantastic opportunity to come on my favourite podcast. Gary, it's been the, the pleasure's been, been all ours, man. We want to thank you for, for travelling up that new stretch of M eleven that you mentioned at the top of the show and for coming all the way up here to the beautiful surroundings of 
Colonial Castle, which I've invited, enjoyed many a function up here. Great spot, great spot. But look, if uh, you've liked tonight's chapter, or you want to hear more of us, you can do on iTunes, on Podbean, on Stitcher, anywhere and everywhere that there is a podcast. Just hit in WTS Pod. Six letters, man. That's all you need, and we'll be there. You can follow Danny, Danny on at Dan Joe Murray. You can follow the podcast at WS Pod on all on Twitter. Yeah. WTS Pod. WTS. What did you say? WTS Pod. Did I? Here, you need to rein it in soon. At WTS Pod on Twitter, you can follow Gary Mackle at Gary Mackle. Very true. And me at Mary Gamani. Your tweets are outstanding, Gary. Thank you very much. I'm not really on it as much anymore. I don't think. Why? I'm just busy, you know yourself. Yeah, I'm, I'm not mad about football, but I do. I see your tweets and I enjoy them. Two kids and two shih tzus. That's a handful. You know what I mean? But um, look, lads, chapter 36, Trucashe. Trucashe, lads. I'd like to apologise to any girl girls who were offended when we attempted to top the show. Great but, attempt off but, the uh, top of your head. Yeah. I haven't done Irish yeah. since 10 I years. I haven't done Leary, it's the only Irish thing I say these days. <laughs> yeah. You know I mean? But uh, Gary. Once again, thank you very much. Thank you, pleasure. Thank you for having me. Graham, until next week. See you later, buddy. Night, God See bless. you later, Gary. Thank See you, Wales.